this is this is Andrew Smead here. I uh, I don't have much time to talk, but I am being held captive against my will by James and Zach and David. They might tell you lies that I was on vacation or or taking a leave of absence, but it's not true. They uh, they've been keeping me down in this cellar. They wanted the uh, the podcast all for themselves. And uh, anyways, I'm. I'm I'm down here. Someone please come. Oh, they're they're coming. They're coming. I gotta go. Did you let Did you let him out? Did you let him out? Where is he? Hey! Shit! Shit! Hey! Hey! Grab him! Grab him! Quick! It's okay, Andrew. Shh. Hello there, James. It is so good to be with you. You are such a good friend and commissioner. That is so true. I'm glad. I'm glad that you are back, Andrew, and feeling wonderful. Ha 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 ha. Right? It's like I never left. Mm-hmm. Now James. did you did you take did you take all three of your pills today? I sure did. You told me that the only way to true happiness is through these pills. Mm-hmm. Remember, if you have feelings of paranoia or that you've been kidnapped against your will, that means you haven't taken your medication. Ha 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 ha. I would never forget. It is so great to hear the sound of your voice once again. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm sure it is for everyone. I just missed my other best friends, Zach and David. They were great on the show last week. Yeah, they're all right, I guess. Can I sing you a song I made? I would love that. Let me out. Let me out. This is not a dance. I'm begging for help. I'm screaming for help. Please just let me out. All right, I'm out of the trance. Okay. I lied. Wait, I didn't what? Take the pills. I didn't take the pills. Oh, no. ah! I'm going rogue. Oh, no. But I'll stay and record the podcast with you. Okay. Well, I as long as, uh, as, long as we record long enough for me to trace the call to track you down. Triangulate it? Mm-hmm. Well, I was uh, a little bit worried that my I would get uh, usurped here. Because I, I did think that David and Zach did a, a great job last week with with you at the helm. But um, it is good to be back and uh, looking forward to talking fantasy football again. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, you know, it was, it was great having Zach and David. Um, thank you to them for helping me out with the recording. But, uh, yeah, it feels good. Fe- feels good to be back in our uh, usual routine. But one thing is a little bit different, James. You sound like a little bit more wise, like a little bit more mature, like you got another year of life under your belt. It's the first time I'm talking to you in person with your 24 years of experience now. 
Yeah, you know, the big, the big 2-4, they call it. It's a real, it's a real milestone. What did you do to uh, celebrate? Anything special? Um, well, I took, I took the Friday after my birthday off, and so I gave myself a three-day weekend, which was nice. Yeah, uh, I, had, I had homemade cheesecake, which was really good. Mm. Yeah. I can uh, um, send you my address if you want to, you know, ship any leftovers over to me. You know, the funny thing is, I, I, uh, I, there is one piece left, and I took it and I put it in the mini fridge down the basement so that no one else would steal it. And then I did forget about it for a week until today, and then I ate it. It was still pretty good, but that that was the last piece. Nice. Well, you gave yourself a little bit of surprise. It's like... Uh, yeah, it, it was. I opened the fridge like, oh, yeah. It's cheesecake. Yum. It's like putting $20 in your jeans to uh, forget about until later. It's like a oh, investment in your future self. I always do that. Well, James, you um, you had your birthday, and you ended up playing your, your fellow birthday boy, Luke, um this week which is kind of a, a good coincidence a funny coincidence did you think about that when you're going up against him you know what i actually did not even think about that did not cross my mind yeah. now and now i feel kind of bad for the smackdown that i had to lay on him right on his birthday weekend james i know well i guess it it wasn't official until monday so you know there's I'm gonna say it wasn't it wasn't birthday weekend anymore. It okay, the, it was the day after birthday weekend. That's fair enough. Yeah, I you know I'd like to think of it as not so much me doing a mean thing to Luke for his birthday, but him doing a nice thing for me. Oh, sure. That that's how I'm gonna see. That's how yeah. I'm gonna see it. Yeah. Thanks, Luke. Well, that's just one of the matchups that took place this week, and I think we're going to go ahead and talk about them all in this week's recap. So let's do it. It's the week six recap. Yay! Okie dokie, Artichoke. Well, since we mentioned the birthday bash battle, why don't we go ahead and start with that one? The Villainous Sabeds, 128.4, defeating the Lukington football team, 103.2. Uh, you got yourself a good win there, James. Yeah, you know, and for, for uh, my team, any win is a good win. Um, and I will take them anytime I can get them. And I'm very excited because it's my highest point total of the year so far. And yeah, it feels, feels good. Yeah, for a while, uh, both Kenny Galladay and Julio Jones for you were injured and just kind of sitting there on your bench. And, you know, seeing them back in your starting roster and performing well has got to be a, a good feeling for you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I drafted them the second, third round, and I felt very confident with, like, you know, the rest of my team might be bad, but, like, my two starting wide receivers are going to be solid. And then they were injured and had early bye weeks. and. It looks like they're back on track, and I'm I'm very excited to have them on my team. Yeah, this might be a, a good, you know, a sign of good things to come for you. Um, in addition to those wide receivers, you have probably the deepest running back core of all teams. Uh, I think 
by quite a bit. You know, you got Clyde Edwards-Alaire, David Montgomery, Miles Gaskin, and David Johnson. Um, you only started those first three, but all of them scored uh, double digits, just about 12 points or more this week. So that's got to be another good feeling, knowing that you can kind of rely on any of these running backs to fill in those roles for you. Yeah, it is. Um, I feel like I have four low-end RB2s. Um, not, not, you know, none of them, uh, especially with uh, Le'Veon coming uh, to – maybe steal work from Clyde. None of them seem like a real RB1, um, but they all seem to have a pretty high floor on a week-by-week basis. Um, and yeah, I can feel confident starting any of them. And you did have um, none other than Ryan Fitzpatrick in at quarterback this week who got 16 points, but it has been announced that Tua is taking over that Dolphin quarterback role. So what are you going to kind of do with your quarterback position going forward? Uh, well, I'm probably not going to be starting Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's a, uh, that's a good move. That's a smart probably move. Probably not. He, yeah, he was going to have a bye week anyway, uh, this week anyway. So I was going to have to find someone new. You know, so that, now it just confirms that yeah, I can just drop him. That's a, that's a mature, experienced player move right there, James. You're, you're showing your 24 years of wisdom with that dropping of mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and the thing is, like, I mean, if Tua struggles or, I don't know, what something happens, um, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick could, you know, come back and play, but, you know, I'm, I think Tua, if, if they're giving Tua the starting job, I think they're pretty confident in him, because Ryan Fitzpatrick was, like, playing really well. He hadn't, he hadn't gone Fitz tragic yet. Yeah. Um, but they, they must either really not care about their record this year or they think Tua is completely ready and will give them as good or better a chance at winning than Ryan. Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, And then finally, know that you've been uh, pretty target about your Steelers defense there and they they came through with 17 points against Cleveland this last week. Um, Oh yeah, you know, it's it's been the Steelers D and Rodrigo Blankenship have been, you know, carrying my team when everyone else struggles. And uh, this week, Rodrigo had a bit of a down week, scoring less than 10 points. But uh, Steelers came through in spades. Yeah. Always nice when your special teams can contribute 25 points together. Um, but, yeah, giving you your third win of the season and moving you to 3-3. Uh, three and three. Now, uh, talk to me about the Lukington football team's week six roster and uh, how they performed? Uh, Well, you know, I was pretty nervous playing against Luke because he's been the consensus third best team in the league for basically the whole year. Um, But uh, yeah, uh, at one point I was projected many, many more points than Luke. Um, And then, uh, and then Derek Henry did his thing. Yeah. He had a, what, what was it? Like a 94, Yard yep. touchdown run. Yeah. I yeah. swear, I'm, I'm like 94% confident that this is Derrick Henry's third year with a rushing touchdown of 94 yards or more. Yeah, I mean, that's it's like his – it's kind of like his signature move. Yeah. It's <laughs> just a crazy long touchdown run where he gets past the line of scrimmage and then, like, gets ahead of steam and then you just, you just 
can't stop him. You blink your eyes and he's in the end zone. Mm-hmm. It's, he's, he's too big and he's too fast. And once he gets going, he has too much inertia. People just bounce off him. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> Derrick Henry put up 39.4 points for Luke, which is just a crazy score. Um, so, yeah, that, that put our matchup in doubt for a while. Um, but then, uh, you know, the, the, real, the real big bummer for Luke this week is probably Josh Allen having another down week. Um, and giving the Bills their second loss in a row. Um, Josh Allen only scoring 15 fantasy points against Kansas City. Um, that's really tough, and I, uh, you hope, well, you know, for Luke's sake, you hope that's not a trend that will continue. And uh, if, if anyone else has Josh Allen on any other fantasy teams, you, you know, you hope that's not a trend that continues. Yeah, oof, you really hope so. But they have played, you know, Tennessee and Kansas City, Two really tough teams, so uh, it might just be a slump. Um, he did get some more injury news with Raheem Mostert going down to another injury that's going to put him on the IR. So, you know, he's kind of been going back and forth on injury, and it looks like he's going to lose Raheem Mostert for a while now too. Um, but he's got J.K. Dobbins on his bench, who, um, you know, Mark Ingram, is a little bit banged up now too. So maybe Dobbins can fill in that role uh, for Mostert on, on Luke's team here. But uh, the the rest of his team, the rest of his starting roster this week, all scored less than 10 points except for his kicker. So Devontae Adams, DJ Chark, Mark Andrews, Devin Singletary, and the Colts defense all, all just kind of underperformed. And, um, you know, overall, Derrick Henry kind of balanced that out as the number one score of the week. But just totaling over 100 points um, gave Luke just short of a, a victory here and moving him to 3-2-1. Blast off. Yeah, um, you know, I, I still think Luke's team is really good. I think I was just lucky and got him on a week where besides Derrick Henry, all of his players just kind of had, you know, below average weeks yeah. across the board. But yeah, he, I, I think his team is still good going forward. And uh, even if, you know, Josh Allen struggles, which, like, I don't know, I think he'll get it get it back together. Uh, Luke does have Matt Ryan on his bench. And uh, with Julio back, um, Matt Ryan is, is looking like a very good fantasy QB. Yeah, absolutely. Always good to have that, you know, backup just in case. And, and for any bye weeks coming up, too, you don't have to worry about that either. All right, Jimbo, Jimbo, which uh, matchup are we going to look at next? Oh, let's see. I spy with my little eye. Me and the Melon Gal versus Bassatracen. Ah, Bassatrace. Wait, Bassatractin? Did you change that? Or has that always been? Is that how you spell that? Oh, gosh, James. Did I miss? Have I been misspelling it? Is that why I've been losing? There, there's an extra T where I don't think there should oh be. Oh my goodness! I, I gotta say, I'm not sure how to spell it, but it looks like back to Tracton. There's, there's an extra T in there. There might be. Oh my god! This is why I haven't been winning. Yeah, yeah, and you know, speaking of not winning, you didn't win. 
against Jake. <laughs> I sure didn't, no. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, rough week for me. Um, you know, always going to struggle when my top running back and my top wide receiver are both on bye. But even with that, I, I still had some good players in my roster who just did not perform. Um, Brandon Cooks was my top scorer. And the Cardinals defense was my second top scorer. Everyone else was below 12 points. So uh, pretty disappointing week, I got to be honest. Is, uh, is that your lowest point total on the year so far? I believe so. Um, I'll get an answer to you. One. No, it's not. Uh, week four, I got 76.8. Oh, geez. Okay, well, my condolences. Yeah, I'm on a uh, three-loss streak right now, so not looking good, but maybe this uh, team name correction will kind of right the ship. Yeah, I'm not. I'm kind of kind of regretting pointing that out already. Well, uh, Jake did have a good week, um, but there was at one point. So I was watching the Monday night game pretty closely, and at one point, Greg Zerline, who was my kicker, had a chance at a 56-yard field goal, 58-yard field goal, which would have given me the lead over Jake at that point in the game, and I think it was in the third quarter. So I was watching that game holding on hope. And then within the last two minutes, Kenyon Drake breaks out for like a 60-yard run, um, scores a touchdown, and finally gets that breakout, that Drake out for, for Jake out's team. And I uh, got 28.4 points. Yeah, uh, looking at this, Jake started both Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds in his two running back slots. Which, like, it's kind of a – seems like a desperation play. But also, like, if if it seems to be, like, one of them always goes off and you can't pick which, why not just pick both of them? And then, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's been plenty of teams in the past where you've been able to start two running backs at a time and, and get good fantasy value out of them. So Is that uh, true? Yeah. I mean, last year, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you could do that. Yeah. I guess um, this year until – Nick Chubb got hurt. Yeah. Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Um, Latavius Murray, Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's not it's not ideal. Not not yeah, not super common and not not ideal. But hey, you know. Oh, you I got play the with the hand you're dealt. I got the best example. Oh, okay. Melvin Gordon, Austin Eckler. Boom. Got him. But, yeah, either way, he went with both Arizona running backs. Um, Patrick Mahomes continuing to do great, getting 20 points last week. Uh, currently the number one quarterback, so the fact that he grabbed him in the fourth round continues to be impressive. Uh, Travis Fulgham, the Philadelphia Eagle breakout, has had a second really good week in a row here, um, averaging – just about uh, 20 points over these last two weeks. So kind of filling in that role for the banged up wide receiver core for the Eagles. Uh, but Jonu Smith is injured, uh, left the game with just 1.8 points. So um, Jake's kind of struggling at tight end here because the only other one on his roster is Zach Ertz, who is also injured. Yeah. Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. Going back to Fulgham, uh, I believe that Jake picked him up 
um, off of waivers last week and immediately plugged him in and he's already helping his team. So a yeah. nice, nice pickup by Jake there. And, you know, I got, I got to give props to starting the Buccaneers defense against Green Bay. That's kind of gutsy based on how well they've been playing so far this year. But uh, it worked out for Jake, 18 points. And, you know, you'll love to see the defense do well against the Packers. Yeah. Yeah, top-scoring defense of week six here. But overall, giving Jake his second win of the year, uh, giving me my fourth loss of the year. So both at two and four in the standings right now. Not great, but plenty of time to make up ground. Especially with the corrected team name. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, next up, why don't we look at a game that might have had a a bit of a surprising result, that smashed ham versus the shape of lake water. Mazabel, no longer undefeated. That's the big highlight here. Yeah, real, I mean, the, the king has fallen, at least temporarily. Smashed ham is no longer undefeated. Um, I guess, I guess, uh, pigs can't swim. Maybe is that it? Is that the last? That's got to be it. Yeah. Once you put a pig underwater, it it scores ninety three point eight points. Yeah. I think the craziest thing about this is that Matt Zabel, one of his stars, has been Russell Wilson. Just that you know he's off to a fire start, completely out of control, scoring points and touchdowns everywhere. He's also had Aaron Rodgers on his bench, who has been doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the one week that Russell Wilson goes on by and he has to start Aaron Rodgers, he has his worst game in like five years, I think I saw, only scoring 3.8 fantasy points. Um, very, very unlucky that the one week you have to rely on, on Rodgers, he doesn't come through. Yeah, like that, that was probably like the reason why why Matt was still holding on to Aaron, not like trading him away. It was because, well, you know, Russell's got the early bye week, so I want a good QB to plug in. Rip. Yeah, tough to see. But uh, his running backs did pretty good. James Connor, James White, the pair of Jameses there. Um, love to wide, see it. You love those Jameses. Um, the wide receivers didn't do quite as well, though. Hopkins and, and Cooper Cup just combined for 11 points. Um, but George Kittle is incredible. Um, nothing bad to say about him. Yeah. Uh, J- Jimmy G kind of got back to uh, being not terrible. So that's good for George Kittle. Yeah. And once again, you know, Matt Zabel uh, was still able to put up 94 points with one Aaron Rodgers scoring less than four and Dalvin Cook on his bench injured. So once Russell goes back in the lineup and once Dalvin goes back in the lineup, uh, probably not too many games where you're going to see Matt Zabel scoring less than a hundred points and probably not too many where he's going to lose either. Uh, His team is looking very, very scary. Yeah. uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Cooper cup scoring, you know, just over uh, just under 11 points combined. That will probably not happen again this year unless one of them is out of bye week. Um, so yeah, just, just a downbeat from those two. And he has Justin Tucker, who is always good. 16 points. Boom. Yeah. Best kicker in the game. Well, 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 not quite. 
because oh. on David's team is the best kicker in the game. Yes. Young Wei Ku. Young Wei. I got to look into uh, how much a jersey is for this man. You know, I bet I, I, I bet they're pretty expensive because the demand must be through the yeah. roof. Because oh, who man. doesn't want a Ku jersey? Get the, the pricing curve of the Young Ho Ku jersey. Supplied the uh, econ macro economics and uh, tariffs. Andrew, I think I think. Ha, wait, did you take the blue pill? Is was I not? No, supposed to? you're supposed to take the light blue pill. I told oh. you this a million times. Oh, I took I took the royal blue one instead of the the navy. Oh, blue not one. that one. That's not that's that's not even a pill. That was just a a, a painted rock. It it did hurt going down. Yeah, well, you thought it hurt going down. So oh wait, God. Yeah. Well. So, anyways, Shape of Lake Water <laughs> had Young Wei Ku on their team scoring twenty points against Minnesota because all kickers go to heaven when they play against Minnesota. Is the same. I have that up on my bedroom wall in nice. Uh calligraphy writing it's a nice quote yeah it's a great quote um yeah uh other high performers this week for david uh kyler murray 28 points continues to play excellent and a good draft pick there the the breakout is definitely real for kyler murray this year number two quarterback currently dang did uh uh yeah Russell probably got kicked out number one with his bye week right? with the bye week yeah but uh let me check really quick based on averages uh, I would guess Russell is still top two based on average if not high yeah he's number one yeah, uh, I think I think I think Kyler was number three coming into this week so yeah still really good. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, another kind of highlighted player is Chase Claypool, rookie who scored oh, yeah. four touchdowns in week five. Um, got another two, I believe, this last week. Uh, one rushing and one receiving, or, or excuse me, just one rushing. But uh, a really good week for him again, getting 16 fantasy points. Um, certainly yeah, benefiting a... from Deontay Johnson being out with the concussion. Um, we'll have to see how long he can, you know, kind of be in the roster there. But excuse me, not Deontay Johnson, but um, the other one who I'm blanking on. Juju Smith-Schuster. The other one. Chase Claypool. <laughs> no, the other one. Ben Roethlisberger. The other one, Duck Hodges. Y- young. Oh, it is Deontay oh, it was Duck Hodges. It is Deontay Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting confused with uh, Washington. Deontay Washington? No, there's a... Um, oh, Washington Johnson. Yeah, George Washington Johnson. He's my favorite wide receiver. He's having a real breakout year. <laughs> he's, he's having such a breakout year for, for Pittsburgh. Oh, man. <laughs> I love George Washington Johnson. Can't find a jersey of his either, though. That's the weird thing. Yeah, well, the problem is that that Washington Johnson doesn't fit on any jersey. 
So yeah, you, you, you can only buy them in XXXXL so that they're large enough to actually fit the entire name on there. Either that or it looks like when you try and write a happy birthday sign and like the H and the A are big ass letters. And oh, then the, I, I hate that. The PPY start getting smaller yep. and smaller. You have, to, you have to take like a right hand turn and then start writing that like down the jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I signed your crack type of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my, favorite, my favorite jersey of his is the one that says hags at the very end. Like kind oh, of at the yeah, bottom yeah. of the jersey. That's a good one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, love me some George, George Washington Johnson. <laughs> is he available on waivers? He better not be. Oh I man, think, he's uh, gonna be. He's gonna be our. He might be in the running for a yeah, resplendent acquisition. Which uh, also just mentioned Chase Claypool, a very uh, resplendent point total that he put up yeah. this week. Oh, really uh, sure. living up to that uh, moniker. Yeah, and ultimately helping Shape of Lake Water get fourth win of the year, going to four and two, and uh, like we mentioned, Smash Tam now sitting at five and one. So terrible, just just awful. Oh, just awful. Nah, man, Matt, Matt still, guys, guys, I don't want, I don't want to spoil it. Matt still has the best team. Shh. Oh my god, he still got the best team. Well, we'll have to wait and see for uh, power rankings, but. Um... Yeah, so anyway, ding, ding, ding. Oh, my God. You know what that sound means, James? I don't. It's, it's time for a new segment, the Fantasy Football Smackdown. A new segment? Yeah, the new one. All right. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Are, you get, are, you, are you getting ready for the Smackdown of I, your life? I don't know. Do I, what do I need to do? It's a new segment. It's a new segment. I'll explain it. Listen up. Bend an ear. Take a knee. Okay. All all of those things? All at once. Okay. All right. I am going to give you two opponents, uh, two different sets of stats. It could be from week six. It could be from anything. And you are going to tell me who would win, which one has the best stats. Um, And you're going to just try and guess them right. Are you ready for this? Now, what do you mean by the best stats? Uh, which one has more? Which one outweighs the other one? So, like, out, so outweighs? Which one is more? I'm trying to. I'm trying to put more of like verbal excitement into it instead of just saying which one is the greater numeric value. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that. Uh, parting the kimono it's just it's just which one is more oh you know you know we love that phrase all right are you ready for the first one yes i'm so ready all right our first matchup is between julian edelman's week six receiving yards versus julian edelman's week six passing yards oh man is this a trick do you throw me. a pass oh my gosh I mean, I'm gonna. I don't. I I didn't hear of any shenanigans, but I assume his receiving yards were more. Julian Edelman had two catches for eight yards, and two completed passes for thirty-eight yards. Well, shoot. I mean, I guess I should have assumed 
that it was the passing yards based on the fact that you're asking asking it to begin with yeah yeah Yeah. that's right next matchup lamar jackson's longest run of week six versus daniel jones longest run of week six man i know i know that they both had a long run I think I heard Daniel Jones's was like 50 yards. I'm going to say Lamar Jackson, even though it seems like once again, you're leaning towards Daniel Jones, but I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson because he's the running quarterback and he runs. It's Daniel Jones. Ah, You were right. He had a 49 yard run. Lamar Jackson, while he had 108 yards total in week six here, his longest was only 37 yards. Oh, that's so short. Okay, next one. Mason Rudolph, 2020 season rushing attempts versus Matt Zabel's 2020 free agency pickups. Sorry, can you say that last one again? Matt Zabel's 2020 free agency pickups. How many acquisitions has he had picking up players off of free agency? Um, I... Yeah. I guess Mason Rudolph, if I'm learning from your pattern, Mason Rudolph. You're, uh, you're metagaming here. Oh, no. But you are right. <laughs> okay, yay. I did it. Now, Mason Rudolph has had three rushes for negative three yards. And Matt Zabel All kneel downs? They must be, yeah. <laughs> Matt Zabel has one free agency acquisition, which oh I think my gosh. I think that just highlights how good his team is, like how good he drafted that he's only had one acquisition and he's yeah. still number one. That's crazy. Yeah. And I kind I mean kind of shows why he's only had to have one. So his team's so dang good. All right, James. Two more for you. Two more. This one is going to be between two Cardinal players. Kicker Zane Gonzalez, NFL points in week six. How many NFL points did he contribute to his team in week six? Versus Kyler Murray's completed passes in week six. Um, it, it, uh, I mean, if I'm metagaming... I'd say Zane Gonzalez, but I'm going to say Kyler Murray because I feel like that should be higher. And you are right, but it is very, very close. Zane Zane Gonzalez had one field goal and five extra points for a total of eight NFL points. Kyler Murray only had nine completed passes last week. What? He was nine for 24 with a 37 and a half completed percentage. Oh, my gosh. I clearly did not watch that game enough. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I was, I was pretty shocked when I saw that one. But you still got it right. Okay, last one. The number of Viking players in the top six of their position, including kickers and defense, versus Drew Sample's week six targets. I'm going to say it's a tie at zero. Well. Unless unless Dalvin is still up in there. And then it's one. It's zero or one. 
Drew Sample had tie. one target in week six, and he didn't catch it. Okay. Dalvin Cook currently ranked the number three running back. Okay. Adam Thielen, the number two wide receiver. Oh, dang. Yeah, Justin I guess Jefferson, I forgot how good. The number six wide receiver. Wait, what? There are three Viking players ranked in the top six of their position. That's – wait, Jefferson is the sixth-ranked wide receiver? Yep. What? That's – wow. Those two big weeks really really jumped him up there, but – Yeah, I guess. Dang, well, good for him. I'm kind of – I'm still – like, I know Adam's been doing well, but I'm still kind of surprised he's the second best wide receiver. Yeah, hmm. yeah pretty good. Well, that's yeah, going to really do makes it for... Me, really makes me regret not trading right? for him once I offered him to me. Oh, he traded? He, he, there was a trade offer. It was a multi-multiplayer thing. I declined it. I probably should have accepted it. But, mm. you know, you, you never know how the cookie crumbles. You never know. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about size team and Adam Thielen here, jumping back to the uh, week six recap. Cy, he's on a, a bit of a roll ever since that Dormy Samuels team name. Uh, he got another win here against Alexander Jamilton, 123.7 points. Um, you know, Adam Thielen got 12.6, as we mentioned, the number two wide receiver. But uh, Ronald Jones and Will Fuller both putting up 21 points and more, so a pretty solid week from from those two players, um, especially in that matchup against Green Bay where Tampa Bay just kind of dominated. Man, I'm really, really regretting not tr- making that trade that Cy offered to me. Do you remember? <sighs> do you remember who it was in for? Return? Yeah, I kind of don't even want. I I'll I'll say this: it was for Ronald Jones and Adam Thielen. And it was for an undisclosed two players on my team. Okay. And let's let's just leave it at I probably would like both size players are better individually than both my players. Probably. But Man. you know, you're you're welcome, Cy, for not accepting that trade. You know, I, I heard a story about this guy who who went on a date with a, a girl and he came back and he you know I asked him how did the date go and he said oh it was uh it went well but she uh got a little bit tired of me reducing fractions uh but you know hindsight won um but talking about a joke Ezekiel Elliott only eight points here in week six he had two fumbles uh really struggled against the the Cardinals defense um, just really couldn't get anything going and you know that's kind of surprising too with this being the first full week that Dak is out you'd think that they might rely a little bit more on Zeke there but only 12 rushes total Um, I don't know if that's because they got down by so much and needed to pass the ball more but yeah not a great week for Ezekiel Elliott there Um, but either way uh, 123.7 points got Cy uh, a good victory. Um, meanwhile, what happened on the other side of this matchup? I mean, the the best thing is that Lamar Jackson did score 28 points for Zach. So that's pretty good. 
Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, you know, there was a little bit of worry um, from Lamar, especially after last week, only getting 13.5. Um, so really nice to have a bounce back week. But unfortunately, the rest of his team really couldn't uh, come through as well. Joe Mixon, Terry McLaurin, both got, uh, they, they averaged about 11 and a half points. But the rest of his team all scored less than 10. Antonio Gibson, Allen Robinson, Robert Tonian, Frank Gore, Ravens defense, and Robbie Gold um, all just kind of underperformed. And, you know, 95.3 points is decent, but likely isn't going to get you the win most weeks. Um, you know, seeing Melvin Gordon on his bench, that's, that's a big hit when one of your top running backs um, first of all, goes down with an injury and then is also, you know, questioned about being suspended. But the news with uh, Raheem Mostert going down could definitely bump up Jarek McKinnon into Zach's starting lineup going forward and, and helping him get maybe, uh, you know, some more points in that starting lineup. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, like, I mean, Melvin Gordon, it it doesn't seem like he's going to be uh, suspended by the team, but the NFL could always hand down a suspension. So, yeah, we'll see. The last thing that I have to comment about these two teams is that somehow Cy still has the Dallas defense <laughs> on his team. He does. The third. This is the third week they've scored negative points. Fifty percent of their games they score negative points. I don't know. Maybe it's like a luck thing. Maybe it's a superstition it's, thing. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna look something up. Let's let's see their cha- Maybe saving them for championship. Uh, for for the playoffs. Let's see. They now weeks 14, 15, 16. They play Cincinnati, San Francisco, and Philadelphia. So actually, maybe. May, maybe that's it. He's playing that. He's playing that long, long game. Really long game. Also, I think the problem there is that the Cowboys are literally the worst fantasy defense. Oh, yeah. Like, literally, literally the worst. It's got to be a superstition thing. It, Yeah, I guess. Also, Cy still is rostering uh, two kickers. Well, sorry. I, I don't know if he's still rostering them. As of this but recording, on, as of, as of this or at least as of the matchups over the weekend, he was rostering two kickers, two defense, and three tight ends. Yeah, and he's he's still winning. So like, whatever whatever maintains the buoyancy of your fantasy team, I guess. Yeah. Uh, James, I have a question for you. Uh, I have an answer. Maybe. Who's your daddy? Um, I, I, can I tell you who isn't? You sure can. Brandon Hubbard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, you're, while you're getting on the, uh, Blankenship, he's, uh, not able to get off the struggle bus. That, that does appear to be the case. You know, I, w- there's, there's a glimmer of hope for Brandon when, uh, he scored, I think he scored above a hundred two weeks in a row, which is a good sign. Um, unfortunately, his opponents still scored more than him, so he wasn't able to get his first win. Um, 
And uh, this week, his opponent, Sean Skurbeck, source of error, was nice enough to only score 86.8 points. Um, but Brandon decided to go back to his low-scoring ways, only putting up 73 points and going to 0 and 6 on the year. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. It's a tough road for him. Um, Cam Newton came through and kind of bounced back from his down week last week with 18 points, but everyone else got less than 12. Um, you know, he had four players who got less than six. Um, just not, not looking good. Um, Odell was probably the biggest underperformer only getting 3.5 points, really struggling against that Pittsburgh defense. But if there is any glimmer of hope, um, you know, he's got DeAndre Swift on his bench who put up just shy of 26 points. Um, So maybe he can come in and help. And to make matters worse, Miles Sanders, that trade that he made a couple of weeks back, uh, Sanders is now injured. He's got a a knee injury and he's at least going to be out for week seven. So, yeah, things continue to, to go downhill for Brandon here. Yeah, that's losing Miles Sanders. Um, not sure how long, but that's, that's rough. And, yeah, uh, I think maybe Od- Odell can bounce back because he was, he was suffering from an illness that might have affected his game. Not, not COVID, but some other illness. Yeah. Um, Very true. Yeah, his team just just is not great across the board. We'll we'll see what he can do once he has a Will Lutz back in his lineup. That was he's, the key. He's definitely yep. he's definitely missing him. Will Lutz is one of those bottom pieces when you're playing Jenga. You you pull him out and the whole thing falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but looking at source of errors team, as you mentioned, a, a low performing week, but still got the win. Uh, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Jones, Philip Lindsay all averaged about 11 points with a range of two. So, you know, not not great. Um, certainly not what you want, but still decent. The biggest disappointment was on uh, Pittsburgh, both Juju Smith-Schuster and Eric Ebron. Um, they combined for just over three points. Uh, not a good week for those receiving options. Um, A.J. Brown came in and helped out. Uh, he's been on fire ever since he's gotten back. He got 20 points. But, yeah, the, the biggest uh, downfall and, and the biggest reason why he's sitting below 100 points is, is likely Juju and Eric Ebron and um, Matt Stafford all having below average weeks. Uh, yeah. L- looking at his bench, he's got DK Metcalf, who is great, and uh, he was on a bye week, so he was missing him. Um, he'll he'll have him going forward, which is good for his team. Uh, he <laughs> he picked up Andy Dalton, which I thought was a bold pickup. But you know, with you know that good Dallas O line and bad defense, maybe uh, maybe Andy Dalton could get some you know garbage time points. Um, not not so much. Not the case. Not yeah, not looking great. Um, and also uh, De Ernest Johnson or. Dernus Johnson? No, it's probably Dernus Johnson. Our uh, Resplenda acquisition from two weeks ago. Um, yeah, the Ooh. the pun was really good, but the player doesn't seem to be used much. 
Yeah, not not much at all. Ever since he was picked up by Sean's team, he's only had 12 carries for 33 yards over a, a two-week span. So uh, not the best, but um, maybe that will change. He, he Again, you know, they were going up against Pittsburgh, who is uh, certainly, you know, although they, Pittsburgh isn't the top fantasy scoring defense, I think they are the best defense in the league. All right. Well, uh, as we mentioned, who's your daddy? 0-6, bottom of the standings. Uh, source of error, now 3-3, three and three, kind of right there in the middle. And our last but certainly least matchup of the week. Oh, that's kind of mean. It's just, um, it's actually not the least. This is the game that had uh, quite a bit of points in it. Yeah, and from two from two teams that uh, that are definitely threatening for the playoffs this year, and those would be Saquon two point and All Sunday Clay ASC ASC. You know, it's those uh, it's those tiny spears again. The one 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 from Clay. Oh no, Luke oh, better watch gosh. out. Uh, but he took down his opponent Saquon two point uh, just by. Uh, 5.6 points, so pretty close matchup here. Yeah, uh, Jackson gets his only his second loss of the year. Um, his other loss coming to Matt Zabel. Um And yeah, looking at his team, he uh, kind of had pretty even scores across the board. This is um, This is pretty crazy. This is the first time that I'm really looking at the box score here. And as we mentioned, these scores are very close. But the the way that these teams got those scores is completely different. Yeah. Saquon uh, has a lot of consistent players, and Clay has three that just went off. <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, man, Justin Jeffrey. Okay, I was going to talk about Saquon. We, let, let's, let's just talk about Clay's team since we only need to talk about, you know, three players. Uh, Justin Jefferson, oh, my goodness. Garbage time, hello. He scores 35 points. That's crazy. In a, in a non-competitive game, which I guess, you know, I guess that's when wide receivers can flourish, but that's, that's just crazy to me. Yeah. And uh, in addition to Sean Watson, 32 points in that uh, close overtime game against Tennessee. And Trey Burton for... Indianapolis came came through with 20 points as well. Um, the remaining six players on his team all averaged four points. So uh, really, really relying on those those big name players there to get him the win. <clears throat> but uh, on his bench, he's got Christian McCaffrey, who is injured, but uh, you know he is going to be coming back during the regular season for fantasy. And Chris Carson and Darren Waller were on a bye week, so. Uh, might help bring some more consistency to that starting lineup. And uh, speaking of consistency, uh, yeah, talk us through Saquon's Saquon 2.0's starting roster this week. Yeah, well, where uh, you know Clay just had the few players that popped off and kind of covered for um, missing his normal high scores with Chris Carson, Darren Waller. Uh, Jackson just really had kind of even scores across the board. Uh, 
just rallying off the points, 17, 13, 10, 15, 13, 19, 10. Um, and then uh, Mike Evans only scored 1.5, which is a bummer. But, uh, yeah, really, really kind of even solid scoring across the board that just added up to only 105.5 points. And that's while, – while can get the win, um, that I feel like that's kind of around uh, – kind of around the average score. And you can't really trust to get a win only putting up that many points. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you mentioned that, um, you know, Gardner Minshew was his starting quarterback. He obviously had Dak Prescott, who went down with that season-ending injury and relied on Gardner this first week. But on his bench is Ryan Tannehill, who in week six scored 28 points. Um, but on the year, Tannehill is – the sixth ranked quarterback based on averages. Um, you know, he did have that earlier buy. So he is technically ninth, but based on averages, he is sixth. Um, so, you know, having someone like that who you can put into your starting roster to help make up for the loss of Dak Prescott, that's, that's definitely going to help uh, keep him at a, a good winning consistency here, a good winning clip. Um, and while he did get a loss here, he is still sitting at four and two on the records. Meanwhile, Clay is at three and three now. I think that's going to wrap it up for the six, the sixth week of recaps. Dang, six weeks already. We're uh, we're going into the halfway point of the regular season. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. It, it, did come up quick, but it also feels like there's time left to make adjustments and everything. Mm-hmm. Make adjustments. Go get it. Get it. Energize. Energize. That's our outro PSA. <laughs> That's perfect. We didn't. We didn't have to sing it, but you know what it means, and you know yeah, the importance. Everyone in your heart. Hey James, I feel like uh, I feel like taking a trip. You have any uh, recommended places I could go, or we could go? Um, you know, I've been, I've been waffling between two of them. Um, but you know, you know, one thing that they both have in common. Oh, what's that? Uh, well, they're both quite resplendent. Are you saying that we can find them in our resplendent acquisition of the week? Oh, I think we might be able to. Well, why don't we head over and see? Well there, James. How are you? Well, I'm doing fine. Uh, we we are here in the uh, Resplendent Lounge. Uh, are you a cop? Are you a cop? Well, no there. Well, this sure ain't Harvard, but uh, this lounge is uh, full of people from all over the world, world, globe, Earth. Oh yes, I love I love this this hotel lobby here. It's one it's one of my favorite places to stay. Uh, Jimbo, do you like uh, apples? Oh, I, I I love apples. How do you like them apples? Oh, just oh, oh I I I love those jokes. You know, just 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 last Saturday, I was getting the messages, and I was like, oh, I better better grab some apples. 
you know, I was driving, I was driving home on on the left side of the road, and I saw in your car, my friend, my friend, yeah, my 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 car, my, my and then I saw my my friend Dave driving down the other road, and I said, "Your bum's out the window, Dave." He was, of course, he was, he, was, he was trying to moon me through through the 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 driver's seat. He was he was driving and mooning me at the same time. That's that's crazy. I gotta tell my ma quick. Ma, 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 come listen to this story. Put down the put down the charter. Well, now I believe I believe there is a resplendent acquisition of the week that we are going to talk about. You know, ah. you may you may think you may think that that the uh, resplendent is only for those those damn Londoners, those Englishmen, but. But us, us, uh, us, us, Scottish, and also anyone from 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 Boston can also get it on the fun with the resplendence. Boston, Boston, it's a uh, Boston Scott. He's quite uh, the star. He's a he's a star, right? Oh yes, he's uh, he's quite he's quite he's quite the star. I I didn't can anyone who was a biggest star boston scott went to uh uh jake for 16 dollars oh, 16 dollars don't you mean 16 pounds nah we work in uh dollars here in boston oh yeah got away from the pound after the boston tea party oh hold your waist you're oot your face, man. I'm oot my face. Are you from Canada? No, you you oot your face. If you don't watch it, I'm gonna have to give you the Boston crab. All right. Well, that that has been our resplendent acquisition of the week. Um, I got. I'm I'm getting the messages now, and uh, yeah. But Boston Scott, congr- congratulations. Quite the uh, player there. Not not like uh, Tom Brady, though. I uh, missed that, Tom. All right, see ya. Well, Andrew, I think that was one of our more unusual uh, resplendent acquisitions of the week. Um, but it ju- just goes to show you that... Um, you know, resplendence can be found anywhere and in uh, ma- many different cultures. All over the world. Mm-hmm. All over the universe? Well, time time will tell. Well, uh, before we get into power rankings, I think there was uh, one other thing you wanted to uh, mention quick. Uh, yeah, we, we don't normally do this, but um, I would like to highlight one of the matchups coming up this week um, might be the biggest matchup of all time in our league and that is of course uh david versus andrew um david is winless against andrew all time after six years in the league and uh he he will get the chance to take you down this week andrew do you think it's going to happen or do you think you're going to uh continue your streak i really have no idea james um there's been times in the past where David has clearly had a better team than me 
and somehow I, I squeak out the win. So if I'm thinking logically um, and realistically, I think David's going to take this one, but uh, logic and reason hasn't seemed to uh, lend itself to our matchups in the past. So I'm really not sure. Yeah, it seems like uh, I, think, I think ESPN has you projected for more points, but David seems like he has a better team overall. Guess we'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll have to see where each of us fell in this week's power rankings. But without further ado, let's head on over. All right, James, uh, power rankings, top to bottom. Who do we got at the top? Uh, well, it's the man. The myth, the legend. It's Mad Zabel, smashed ham at the very top. Oh. Um, yeah, he still still remains the unanimous number one team. Um, yeah, even, even with his loss. first. Yep, even with his first loss on the year, um, I think that's I think that's very understandable, and he still deserves to be in that number one spot. Well, our next two teams are the same as the uh, second and third team last year. It's Jackson and Luke. Um, you know, those three teams continue to be in that top tier of players. Um, even though Luke is sitting at a record of 3-2-1, and one, he's still uh, maintaining his his high power ranking position here. And uh, our number four team is the Shape of Lake Water, David Book's team. Um, David has kind of established himself uh, solidly in that number four spot um, just behind Luke. Yeah, and based on the uh, average rankings uh, between last week and this week, David is starting to close that gap between himself and Luke. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on, on those players there. But coming in fifth in our power rankings this week is Sean. Uh, he's moving up two spots from last week. So uh, moving in the right direction for him to get a second straight playoff appearance. Um, who follows up Sean? Oh, uh, well, after Sean in our sixth spot is Cy Suncom, a.k.a. Dormy Samuels. Uh, yeah, Cy's still still sitting in the top half against yeah, all odds and all logic. Yeah, uh, he's been on a, a bit of a streak lately. Um, Cy has won the uh, last three games, currently the longest win streak in the league, so... Uh, things are definitely looking up. Meanwhile, uh, myself, I come in at uh, spot number seven here. I'm on a three-game losing streak um, and yeah. definitely dropping in the rankings here. Yeah, bit on a bit on a downward spiral for you. But maybe, you know, if, if you're going to turn around against anyone, it's against David this week. Absolutely. Uh, coming in at the number eight spot, we have Clay Tucker. Yeah, and um, mention about Clay's team. I think um, he's holding on. You know, he's kind of trying to give himself the best chance he can before Christian McCaffrey comes back and makes a final playoff push. So staying in the middle of the pack there, uh, just kind of holding out for his uh, number one pick to come back. But following Clay is Zach, who dropped quite a bit from um, last week's rankings. Last week he was six. This week he's coming in at ninth. 
Um, biggest downward mover of the week is Zach after a, a couple of losses in a row. And next at the number 10 spot, it's me, the villainous Abeds. Um, I'm sort of moving up slightly, even though I'm still in the same spot. Um, but yeah, my, my average ranking is, is bumping up and up slowly, which is probably due to my uh, me scoring the highest point total last week. And uh, I hope that continues. Maybe I, can, maybe I can crack into the top half or maybe the middle third at least. Hey, you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, in the 11th spot, we have Jake Kessler. He is sitting uh, towards the bottom of the standings. He's 11th in the standings. And in 12th in both the standings and our power rankings unanimously is once again Brandon, who is still looking for his first win of the season. Yeah, 0-6, that's, that's pretty rough. Now, James, quick question for you. What percent chance would you give for us to see our first 0-13 record? in our league this year? Um, ooh. You know, I'd say, I'd say it's pretty low, but not out of the realm of possibility. I'd say it's probably like 20%. That might even be a little high. Like Brandon's team, Brandon's team is definitely, I think the worst team, but he has scored above a hundred for two weeks. And yeah. like, yeah, it only takes it only takes one average week from him, and one, you know, below average week from his opponent for him to get a win, which I think will probably happen in one of the next seven weeks. Um, Especially with uh, bye weeks coming in pretty heavily now, um, starting to yeah. definitely affect some teams. Um, yeah, I think it's likely, but you know, it it's probably uh, Murphy's law that if he does go 0 and 13, he's going to win his first two playoff games and, and not have to make it to the Sacco bowl. And uh, someone with a record of like six and seven will end up losing it. It just seems to be the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's rough, but that's why, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep playing until the end. And, you know, if you're not, if you're not one of those top six playoff teams, you know, that it doesn't mean your season's over. It just means that, you know, it could it could be really bad. You guessed. Keep on your toes. Yeah, and just as a, a kind of a reminder of inspiration, um, I don't have the database open in front of me, so I, I apologize if I get this wrong. But a few years ago, David was sitting with a record of one in six after seven weeks. He ends up winning his next six games, makes the playoffs, and makes it to the championship game. So. You know, even with the record of one and six, you're you're not out of it yet. Um, Wait, he didn't. That was the rebrand year, right? Yep. He didn't make the championship that year. Oh, that wasn't his championship year. No, that was yeah, a different. Year. Oh, that's right. I took him out in round one, didn't I? Yeah, you you probably just because you're used to playing in the championship, yeah. and you did play him in the championship <clears throat> before. But either way. Um, yeah, a record of one and six still was able to make playoffs. Yeah, which is insane, but just shows that you're you're never really out of it. Well, well. But, <laughs> Andrew, what would you say the odds of Brandon making the playoffs are at this point? Um, 
Uh, 2%. Just like my yeah. milk. Yeah, I'd put it somewhere around there too. Pro- honestly, probably lower, like 1%. You know, James, but that's, I know... You know, 1%, that's still... You're telling me there's a chance. There, yep, I'm saying there's a chance. Now, I know that the 2% is is the milk, but what's the other 98%? There's there's no earthly way of knowing. Hmm. It's, it's been lost. Only George Washington Johnson would know. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's well, going to... Oh, you, you go. Sorry, you, you get it. You got it. You got it. Together, same time. Okay. Garth and Cat. Well, 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 well. That's that's, that's gonna about, about do it do for it us this, this week. week. Um, um, be sure to be sure join to us join next, us next week, time, week on Commissioner's, on Commissioner's Corner. Corner. Because shouldn't because the shouldn't best the commissioners best commissioners talk about talk about the best, the best fantasy, fantasy league. league in the world. And, oh. and always remember your bums out the window. <laughs> Wink. Man, Scottish is so weird. They have like, like their own dialect. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe after a night out tonight, we'll find a pair of wee lasses. It's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> okay, I'll try to channel that. Oh uh, yeah, I'll just try to do Gerard, Gerard, Gerard. More. <laughs> you could change your fate would you I don't think they actually say that in the movie by the way I think David made that up probably David makes everything up unless it's at like the very start and I missed it David's such a fucking liar he makes everything I know. up does God oh you bums out the window Dave Dave, get your get your bum <laughs> back in the window. Dave, get your bum in the back window. in the window. God, everyone can see your bum, Dave. <laughs>